Welcome to the embodiment of sex, where we experience life through pleasure. Here we dance with the fires of desire in order to rekindle, recreate, and rebirth self. Join Sunshine Ryan and a few fully embodied folks as we dive into intimate connection with your unique creative sexual flow. Join us each week as we laugh and explore sex, self, sensuality, and learn to embody our sex like we never have before. Here's Sunshine Ryan. Hey everybody, Sunshine Ryan here, bringing you another episode of The Embodiment of Sex. And this week we are talking about attachment theory. Now last week we were also talking about attachment theory. So that one was about anchors, waves, and islands. So if you want to listen to that episode, I suggest that you go back a week and check it out (laughs) and see what you need. Uh, But this week, we're going to talk about a different, uh, a kind of a different take on attachment theory. So I'm going to dive right into this. The man that kind of came up with this idea, these, this attachment theory is a guy named John Bullby. And he started to work on attachment theory like way, way back then. No, (laughs) way back in like the 1950s. And so (laughs) when it, when the dates come up like this 1950, I always kind of get a little worried, right? Especially in, in the psychological, in psychological work, in psychology, when we start to kind of unwrap who came up with the theories in psychology, um, I I start to kind of get uh, an, <laughs> this feeling in my body. And so I believe that like the old psychology is, is biased. I think that a lot of this research and a lot of these studies and a lot of the stuff that we kind of based a lot of our models and our thinking on were actually done by older wealthy white men. Um... And for me, and this is me personally, and this is my opinion, and this is my show, so that's why I get to say what I want. Uh, (laughs) For me, they don't relate to who I am, right? I'm not a rich, wealthy, older white man. Um, And so they don't relate to me. They don't know how I think. They don't know how the culture is. They don't know how the expression is. They don't know... (laughs) I'm gonna say it I'm gonna say it no (laughs) they don't know black love right they don't know mm, they, they don't know my truth and so I think a lot of the some of the conception some of the conceptions some of the concepts that they throw out into the world just aren't right for me And so what I like to say about stuff like this, even though I'm going to be bringing up these attachment theories, what I want you to do is take what you need and then go ahead and just leave the rest. Take the information you need, take the information that relates to you, and then leave the rest. We don't need all that other access, excess. I'm messing up all my words today. (laughs) So, um... So don't hold on to this information like it's your hard truth because it's not your hard truth. And here's the thing. You are working on mastering you. And it's nobody else's business on how you master you because that is you. I am in the process of mastering me. 
Me and you may be similar, but we are not identical. Me and you might have some of the same needs, some of the same desires, but we are not always going to be on the same page. So again, you work on mastering you. Take the information that is found in the world. Take the information that applies to you and dismiss the rest. Get rid of the rest. You don't need to use it. You don't need to hold on to it. So for me... I will get into this attachment theory and I'll kind of tell you what I relate to. But honestly, since um, October when my friend, my very close male friend passed away, um, love has been shown to me in a whole new new way and a new understanding. Um, and, And even more so when it comes to relating to men. And I started to understand that there is so much more to how I want to connect and how and how uh, how I want to connect and how I do connect. So I'm starting to understand what those needs are. I'm starting to really see how much my attachment style has changed. I'm starting to really understand what kind of love I am creating in my world in myself and 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 then eventually into the relationships that I am creating. So these labels, this theory, it is called a theory, so that means it has a lot of backing. <laughs> that means it's, it's it's a good one. It's a good theory. <laughs> that means there's a lot of research on it. Um but again, Take what you need for you. This is your journey. So take this as an idea, an idea that is used to open your awareness, right? But the best way to understand, I think the best way to start to understand your attachment style is to is to start to connect, right? Is to start to create insightful, intentional connections. I think the best way to start to dissect your attachment styles is with people to people contact. So I believe that you can relearn, that you can reshape, that you can reparent yourself into the best possible image of yourself regardless of your attachment style. And that can be hard to swallow (laughs) for a lot of people. Uh, I didn't say it was going to be easy, but I'm just saying that if there is a will, there is a way. And I am very lightly suggesting that you find your will so you can find your own way. So here's the thing about attachment styles is that we all kind of have this core desire and the core desire that every human is going to have it's going to be that need to belong everybody wants to feel needed everybody wants to feel needed and this idea is by a man named Roy and I am going to ruin his last name because I have pronunciation issues but I'm gonna go with Bay me nope <laughs> 
I'ma just spell it out. His last name is B-A-U-M-E-I-S-T-E-R. So he is the one that kind of said everybody has a needing, a need to belong. And so our need to belong uh, is going to be rooted in how we were raised in our relationships when we were children. So however, whatever behaviors were modeled for you or you experienced firsthand, these are going to be uh, how we start to attach to people when we are adults. So it kind of leaves this imprint. Our childhood leaves an imprint. Our childhood leaves an imprint of our past. So most of us might notice when we get into relationships that the pattern repeats. And we'll find ourselves in literally the same situation over and over and over again, but with different people. And there's an old... um, saying right like the the lesson will repeat the lesson will repeat until you understand it so so as we repeat remember usually when we start to get into relationships we are repeating the behavior that we have been shown so if we can learn a behavior and this is me talking again we can learn a behavior i believe that we can unlearn a behavior however (laughs) unlearning a behavior takes a lot of work especially when it's imprinted into your body on a cellular level right Uh, So at the end of this, before we get off, I'm just going to give you a couple of suggestions on how you start to rewrite those learned behaviors if you're not in love with them. Like, again, some of the learned behaviors are probably wonderful or probably great. And some of them not so great. So those not so great ones we want to bring into awareness and we want to go, ha ha, I see you. I see you and you can't hide from me and I'm ready to, I'm ready to sort this out, right? So, okay, so there's four, (laughs) I'm a little crazy today. So there's four (laughs) adult attachment styles. And remember, so last week I mentioned three. And if you want to listen to those again, if you want to hear those, they are kind of similar, but not exactly the same. Um, I suggest that you go back and you listen to that episode and it's called Anchors, Waves, and Islands. So the first, so the, let's get into the four attachment styles. So the four attachment styles are going to be anxious, preoccupied. Number two is going to be avoidant, dismissive. Number three is going to be disorganized, fearful, avoidant. And number four is going to be secure. So depending on if your primary caregiver was available or not available, will lay the foundation of how we form attachment in relationships as adults. That right there used to scare the shit out of me, right? So when people are like, uh, <laughs> when people are like, however your primary caregiver raised you, that's basically how you're going to be for the rest of your life. Now, I cannot blame everything on my parents. Uh, society had a lot to do with my upbringing. 
And society has a lot to do on why I have so much experience. (laughs) Is the word that I'm using nowadays. Because I am an experienced woman, right? So, (laughs) but when people used to say that, uh, I would just be like, oh no. So I'd be, I would be like, so what you're saying is that I'm just fucked. That's, that's what you're telling me. There is no hope for sunshine. Sunshine is not coming up in the morning, right? Like it was just doomsday. Um, but no, right? So I want you to know that I faced the fuck out of who I was. Like every bad thing that was ever told to me, everything, every bad thing that ever happened to me, I turned that pain into wisdom. I turned that pain and said, no. I turned that pain into work. And I was like, I am going to work on myself. I know there has to be a better way. And even the concept of learning through pain, one day someone told me that I have the option to learn through love. And I was like, what? (laughs) I was like, you're playing. And they were like, no, (laughs) they're not playing. You can literally learn through love. Now, it has taken me work. It has taken me mentors. It has taken me therapy. It has taken me to workshops through uh, somatic releases. It's taken me everywhere. I've done so much stuff to try to come to a place where I can feel really good in my relationships and who I am. And just in my body. So I want you to know that even though some of us might have a traumatic past, that we can still be, and I'm going to say beautiful, in our now. And I don't know if that's the right expression or the right words, but that's how I feel. I feel beautiful and grounded in my now. And so you can change those embedded thoughts. You can come to a place where they are in balance. You don't have to get rid of them, but we can bring them to a place where they're not so rough. We can smooth out those scratches. (laughs) Do a little body work, right? (laughs) We could apply some paint. No, I don't know. I'm playing. Okay, let me go back. But I want you to know that I am proof that you can change. So when you kind of read about attachment styles, you're gonna, it's going to probably say somewhere that once you have one attachment style, it's hard to change to another. And I'm, I'm calling bullshit on that one. So, uh, okay. <laughs> I got a little attitude today. Excuse me. Thank you. I love it. All right. So let's dive into the first uh, attachment style which is anxious and preoccupied. So what's up with these folks? No, (laughs) these people, these anxious, preoccupied people, these people feel like uh, their partner is their better half. They, They think that being without them or being alone in general 
This being alone, this lonesome feeling, creates masses amounts of anxiety. And they usually will have negative self-talk, negative self-thoughts. And they will usually give a lot of praise to other people. Because they find value more so in other people than themselves. And they have a very strong fear of abandonment. And they have a very strong need for safety. Now the next one we're going to dive into is the avoidant dismissive. And this, I can see a lot of myself in this area. And so this one is what these people, these folks right here, <laughs> these avoidant dismissive folks, um, these people are usually what are going to be referred to as the lone wolves. They're usually very strong. They're usually very independent. They are usually very self-sufficient uh, people. They usually have high self-esteem and positive views of themselves. They don't need relationships to feel complete. And they highly dislike depending on others for things. These people are avoidant of emotional closeness. They will hide or suppress high emotional situations and... <laughs> that that's a lot of me in the, in that category. There's a lot of me in that category. Um, I do hide when things get too emotional. Like if I'm at my emotional threshold, then I work really good in isolation to bring myself back into a place of balance. However, I do not <laughs> suppress my emotions. I do not. Um, I will let you know exactly how I feel, and I will tell you. Uh, so the next one, let's let's get into that one. It's going to be disorganized, fearful, avoidant style. So this this style right here has unstable bonds, unstable relationship bonds. So they both enjoy, but also dislike different aspects of relationships. It's, it's that they have a desire to be in relationship, but there's also a fear that is, they, they don't, they fear, uh, getting hurt. So these people, they really do want intimacy. They really do want the closeness, but they have a very terrible time trusting others. So they, they have a harder time regulating their emotions and they usually will tend to avoid strong emotional attachments. So I can see a little bit of me in this one also. I think this one, I only really relate to this one because I have trouble trusting people. Um, and I've talked about that before. However... Uh, the rest of that category doesn't really sound like me. Uh, okay, so the last one is going to be secure. And I think secure is the one that we're all striving for, the one we're like, I really want. <laughs> That's what I want is a secure relationship. But, I mean, really, how do we get there? So in a secure relationship, these people are very comfortable with expressing their emotions 
they they base their relationships off of being open, being honest, tolerance. Um, they they like emotional closeness. <laughs> These people can thrive in relationships, but they can also thrive on their own. They are not looking for approval from their partners. And they tend to have a very positive self-view. And I see that I am becoming more and more secure in my relationships. So I can see my past self in some of these attachment theories. And I can see that I am starting to grow out of those and becoming more secure. Which feels really good to me, especially for my journey. And I remember uh, probably about 10 years ago, I only wanted two things. And the two things that I wanted were, I wanted to learn how to love myself. And the other thing I wanted to learn how to do was to create healthy, loving relationships. And now that it's been 10 years, 10 years later, (laughs) I don't even want a healthy relationship, right? Like I'm like, no, I demand something epic. I demand extraordinary love. I want exceptional love. And I feel like I can ask for that and I can demand that because I want the same love that I give myself. And my self-love is exceptional. My self-love is epic. My self-love is so damn good, right? (laughs) And if I can love myself that way, then I expect that same love to be out there in the world, right? And I will not accept less. And so there is a process to that. (laughs) There is a lot of watching of myself. There is a lot of watching of my patterns. So that kind of gets us into how do we start to unlearn some of the behaviors that we learned when we were children. And I say that you have to be willing to see yourself. You have to be willing to see those patterns playing out. And you have to you have to see them, you have to watch them, you have to study them. You have to feel them. You have to dismantle them. And then you have to relearn. <laughs> and the relearning is hard because the relearning, it almost, it almost makes you feel stupid, right? It almost makes you feel like small. But if you, so, <laughs> so if you start to learn something, let's think about this. If you start, when you start to ride a bike, you get on the bike and it's shaky and it's shaky. You need some training wheels at first. And then you're like, mom, 
Ma, take the wheels off. And then you're like, okay. And then dad's running behind you or whoever, brother, or whoever's teaching you how to ride this bike is, is standing behind you and they holding on the seat. And you're going, you're balancing, you're going, and they let go of the seat and you're like, I got it, I did it. And then, and then, boom, you're on the floor. <laughs> and you're like, dang, that hurt. And then you get up and some of some some kids stop right there. They don't want to do it anymore. And some of us, no, some of us is like, nope, I'm gonna keep going, I'm gonna get back on my bike and I'm and I'm gonna learn. So I think of healthy relationships like that. I think of epic, epic relationships like that. You can't just dive into an epic, healthy, beautiful relationship. It doesn't work like that. You have to work on you and then you have to work on what it feels like to be in a healthy relationship and then start to learn and then take off and start to move a little faster. You got to fall off. You got to get back on. You got to go again. You got to fall. You have to get hurt. You have to feel the love. And then when it's gone, you have to, you have to get back. You have to try again. You have to keep going. And so that is how we relearn. It takes the time, it takes the will, it takes the opportunity for the growth. It takes, maybe it takes a mentor. Maybe it takes opening yourself, becoming completely vulnerable and just loving someone hard and just loving them with all you got until they don't want it anymore and then feeling that feeling what that feels like but then not closing yourself off you know take the time to rebuild take the time to to learn what they're showing you And then keep going stronger than before. So those are the attachment styles. <laughs> and I thank y'all for hanging with me today. If you want to find me, I am at sunshineryan.com. Instagram and Facebook at Sunshine Ryan Tantra. And Twitter. I'm not really on Twitter, but I do have an account. <laughs> Look, we're being honest here, right? <laughs> but I'm on Twitter, Twitter at uh, Embodiment of Sex. And I will see you all next week. Have a good day, good morning, good evening, good orgasm, right? <laughs> Bye. Bye.